HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, you're listening to Eat Your Words on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Arway. It's a cold Sunday in Brooklyn, and we're talking with a couple of experts um, to discuss a certain trend in the food world. Um, it is not in a book of its own just yet, but I think there is one book coming out on this trend, mm-hmm. and it has been documented in many magazine articles, newspapers, such as The Times. It has been raved about by several celebrities, including Gwyneth Paltrow and the likes of others, and um, it, it, it has to do with coffee. It is called the Bulletproof... Bullet, bleh, bulletproof <laughs> coffee trend. I drank some this morning, and I'm still drinking it, so I... I might be more intelligent, but so far it's not seeming to be the case. Um, so we've got a couple of experts. So we, on the one hand, we have a, di- a nutritionist, Stephanie Middleberg. Thanks so much for joining Hi, us. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks. Stephanie is the founder of Middleberg Nutrition, which mm-hmm. is um, in New York City. And you can check it out at middlebergnutrition.com. Also see many of her quotes in, in magazine articles here and there. Yep. Um, we've got Amanda Witt. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Thanks. Amanda is a genius uh, mixologist who makes coffee cocktails at Amor y Amargo, means um, love and bitters. Yes. In the East Village, and also the barista at Box Kite Coffee Shop in the East Village as well. Yes. Cool. Okay. So, what do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a big question, but have you tried it? Yeah. Um, Well, I get this as a nutritionist. I've gotten this question a lot. Well, you know, some from clients, but also from the media because it is now so much. It's so big. It's so big. Yeah. Um, So definitely, I always want to experiment with things Mm -hmm. when when I try it. And it, the taste wise, when you do it right, when you actually blend it, it tastes good. I mean, it tastes. Much of the buzz I hear is that it tastes great. You know, and right. So. Um, but but it you know it really depends on 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 how you on how you blend it and the quality of ingredients. But in terms of and I, I understand it from 
the energy point and the the mental clarity mm-hmm. aspect of it because essentially it's like a slow release coffee. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what comes up must come down, right? So you have the caf the caffeine. The um, the, <laughs> yeah, the ca- you ha- you have the caffeine, okay. so the the big buzz from it. But with most people, it just comes down, and you get oh a crash, a crash, right? And so for many, that leads to more hunger or sugar cravings. Okay. So the point of adding fat in the form of MCT oil or coconut oil um, and grass fed butter is that it helps slow the release, the mm. absorption of the caffeine, right. which is essentially you have a slower release of the caffeine, and it stays in your system longer okay so that's a basic idea yeah that sounds more or less why it's so popular um dieting um amanda have you seen customers asking about this Um, i have had customers ask for it uh the stock answer at the cafes that i've been working at in the past year when it's gained popularity has just been to say if this is something you like and you enjoy drinking go for it Mm -hmm. it's not something that in our end of the industry we're very interested in uh, providing at the cafe. It's a whole other set of tools. It's a whole other set of services. And it also tells a story about coffee in a way that is not necessarily contrary, but not doesn't really line up into uh, the values and things that excite us about coffee Uh uh as a beverage and as like a gustatorial experience. Um, Well, kind of there's, there's a, it masks the taste in my opinion. Yes. A lot. Right. And there's two, there's, two schools of coffee drinkers, right? You have the purists who really love the coffee for the taste and the origin and the, and the roasting mm-hmm. technique. Right. And then you have those that drink it for the caffeine boost and add in, <laughs> you know, lots of sugar and sweeteners yeah. and things of that nature. Yeah. And that's uh, a lot of the coffees that I work with are very origin focused, very processed focused. And that is not going to be something that's going to be complemented by turning into a you know, a health shake, essentially. Right. <laughs> so, so people do ask you, like, can you just put some butter in that? And um, I've not, I've not had somebody literally ask me to put butter in it. I've had somebody say that they would go back to the hotel room and do it themselves. Oh, their hotel room mm-hmm. and yes. do it themselves. Yeah. I see what kind of customer. That is. Okay. And the heart, the hardcores carry the supplies with them. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also in researching um, Asprey's site, his uh, he goes through a tutorial as to how to look for coffees when you cannot buy his coffee that mm-hmm. he sells uh, that will be lower in toxins right. and uh, low mold coffees is what he calls them. Uh, this is interesting to me because once again, this is not the way that we tend to think about coffees. Any coffee that's well processed. Uh, with the exception of a natural, which does have an, you know, a fermentation element mm-hmm. in drying the coffee inside of the cherry, because the coffee is a seed of a fruit, will be a low-mold coffee because that's how you make a sanitary coffee. But, you know, when you use a word like mold, you're entering into an element of fear, like, oh, what have I drinking this whole time? Mm-hmm. Is it really toxic to me? Yes. Right. Because so. he says... And this, this is the founder of this trend, the bulletproof coffee, Asprey. Right. Yeah. And I think one of what he says, one of his, his claims is that right, 70% of coffee beans are toxic or have high molds. But it's interesting to hear that that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, not within, not within the specialty realm. Yeah. There is definitely going to be some element of, you know, molds are a defect that we cup for when we cup for a quality coffee. Okay. Um, 
you know, molds and other types of blights are a thing that we are cupping and doing a lot of quality control for before the coffee gets across the counter at, you know, at a good, like a quality focused cafe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So that's, that, that's taken care of in your, in your hands. Yes. Um, it does raise that question, that fear factor of like, mm-hmm. what else is, what am I drinking? And mm-hmm. he's very particular about this diet because it has to be mm-hmm. grass-fed butter. Right. That's kind of... Well, in a, in a way it's good mm-hmm. because I'm all for quality of ingredients because mm-hmm. there's a big difference between just normal butter and, and grass-fed. So that's a part that I actually like is bringing attention just like you yeah. have to good mm-hmm. quality coffee and not just any generic and there's a big difference so especially with with the grass-fed butter you're going to get a lot more nutrients and Mm -hmm. it's going to have a lot more omegas it's going to have conjugated linolenic acid which essentially um it um it has you know there's lots of antioxidants in it within that so uh fat soluble vitamins a d e and k so it's it's, so it's good that he encourages more strict guidelines on upon it I yeah, think that so that's a great takeaway just for butter's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. no, exactly. If anything, yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> quality, exactly. And to look, it's hard. I mean, and to find grass-fed butter is actually not easy to I find. I hear that they're flying off the shelves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the taste-wise, it's better, too, in my opinion. It has a creamier taste, and it has a more of a tan look to it, tone. Because yeah, of the, the beta, beta carotene. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> so I progress by butter. <laughs> um, but, okay, in terms of the energy levels, I'm, I just drank it. I'm still drinking it. My mouth feels really gross and, like, coated with oils oh, yeah. mm-hmm. because it is. I'm starting to feel a little nauseous. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's supposed to happen? No, that's pretty – I mean, I – for some people, they need. Well, I think again with with anything you try, there's going to be people that swear by it and feel great, and then uh-huh. there's people who feel terrible. Right? Everyone's it's biochemistry is different. Lot. I it's mean, just looking at it, it's like two tablespoons of butter and then a lot of M- MCT oil, which we should get into. Um, so it's like half, you know, fat. It's yeah, it's at least fifty grams of fat that you're guzzling at once. So there were, so some people recommend if you were to do it to start slow. <laughs> which you do not do, <laughs> which would be maybe a tablespoon and then leave out I the oil at I first. I don't eat a lot of butter. I don't usually have it. You know, right. So your system's my, not your system's not yeah. used to it, especially at the speed that it's coming. So a lot of people actually have um, feel nauseous, have a sore stomach. That's why I just the recipe alone looks crazy. I don't put mm-hmm. that much milk in my coffee. I always put milk, but like not three tablespoons. Yeah, right. I think this was a big question that I've been wondering mm-hmm. too. Is why butter instead of milk? Yeah. Um, that's actually that's actually a good question in terms of the recipe for it. Um, or cream? Uh, and, well, yeah, because, I mean, good butter is just churned. Churned sweet cream. Right, exactly. So um, probably has to, it, it probably has to do with some more of the, the health benefits versus the milk, I would assume, or the flavor. Okay, because a lot of it has to do with both. So yeah, because I personally find milk to be delicious, Mm -hmm. and am you know lucky to have a very easy time digesting it. So for me, when I look at something like the Bulletproof Coffee, I'm like, well, why not just use a really good rich whole milk, or Mm -hmm. maybe even you know a half and half. And I, I just I was just wondering if you would extrapolate the uh, nutritional differences between milk versus butter. Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, I do think it has to do with the um, the condylitic linoleic acid. Um, I really, I think, you know, at least for his point, because he he really, I mean, this has been going on. It's not nothing new, but his formulation is new. Um, okay, so, so like Tibetan butter tea is right, not new, right, right? Right, exactly. So, I mean, that's something that I would, I actually would be curious as to 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 know why the butter mm-hmm. in, instead of the milk. Yeah. So, I mean, I was thinking about this, and there's been so many coffee trends over the years, and on a mass scale, it seems like black has been really in lately. Um, like the super purists might look down on people adding milk to coffee, but uh, this is taking in a whole new direction. I mean, honestly, me. the kind of the black, the black coffee and the purist thing is something that people have very much calmed down on in the last few years. Mm-hmm. But there will always, whenever there is a trend, there will there will be a period of dissimulation, and then there will be people who will kind of hold on to it, you know, and take that because it's. When they started, that was the thing that was different mm-hmm. to them. That was the thing that set it apart. And so there's definitely, you see a lot of backlash, not not even just with uh, things like Bulletproof Coffee, which is definitely more of a diet, you know, in the diet world, mm-hmm. in the biohacking world, mm-hmm. which is their buzzword for it. But also you see a lot of uh, cafes, uh, Box Kite, where I work, Everyman Espresso, former employer of mine. We've all collaborated on making coffees that involved non-traditional ingredients. Cool. So yeah. it's you guys could do some really cool stuff. Yeah. So it's definitely Anna Maria Margo, all part of a larger mm-hmm. group of people saying, you know, you can add things other than milk to coffee. I just don't know if butter is it. <laughs> Bitters maybe, but butters. <laughs> and, I th- and I think you know, listen, saturated fat has been um, we now know like attacked unfairly. So oh, it's yeah. definitely butter is making and and coconut oil is making yes. a, a huge comeback that it doesn't lead to heart disease. Like I think that's we maybe had. part of it. That's definitely part of it. So it's been jumping on this on this bandwagon. But the the problem is is that we just still don't know how much and how often. Is yeah. still okay, it's and so that's extreme. a quantity issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's something that we still all really need to figure out. And if you're putting that much also in the morning, how much of saturated fat are you having the rest of the day? Right. Right. And so it's a lot of context, and it's a lot of amounts that I think are are really you important. Just your whole diet. I mean, so the butter tea from Him- Himalayan, I don't know, Tibetan culture. Yeah. Like this was, you know, I, I understand it to be. You know, something for long treks, mm-hmm. something where you need a lot high of altitudes. endurance, high yeah. altitudes, extreme cold climates. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was very specific. Right. And our bodies aren't obviously <laughs> right. meant at this point to consume that amount. Yeah. And we're not in the same environment. And also, we're do- this is coffee. So mm-hmm. I have to wonder why coffee? Like, why, why did it have to be coffee? It could have been just a butter shake. Um, maybe some crazy other chemicals. What do you think, Amanda? Uh, I really think that the addition of coffee was very much a cult. It was a cultural one. Mm, And it was a lot about the branding and the identity of coffee, especially in that startup world as being, this is how I'm going to motor myself through all of my goals and succeed in all of my great adventures and attack the day and get that (laughs) seed capital. And coffee, you know, very much holds on to that narrative. Right, Right. And, 
so I think that that was very much when you want to biohack, it's like, why not biohack your coffee? Because that's, that's already going to be your power source. Right. So instead of those boosts or whatever those things are, those packets or oh, like yes. little, like, <laughs> I don't know what they five like. hour energy. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a candy uh, <laughs> in the, in the convenience store. All right. We're, we're like going to cut too. to a quick little commercial break. We'll be right back chatting more with these brilliant people. You are listening to Wild Hearts by Remy De La Roque. Pulling your face out deep and I dive in the ocean of love. So blue in your eyes, washing my heart in you. I rise like a mushroom and atom and cloud, a burning circle of life. No one, no one, no one seems to know. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast regional forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. This is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, and you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. All right, we're back chatting more with Amanda Witt and Stephanie Middleberg. Um, about the bulletproof coffee trend. First of all, that just that name is kind of hilarious, and it reeks to me of like hack trend um, <laughs> marketing. Is this is this just a total hack? This guy and this diet. What do you think? Well, you see, Stephanie, yeah. you must see a lot of yeah. trends come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So um, I wouldn't know. Yeah, no. I mean. Uh, listen, I'm a fan. If you break it down, I'm a fan of coffee. I'm a fan of coconut oil and grass-fed butter. Yeah, separately, great. Okay. Um, uh, but the fact, but you know, I do have some nutritional concerns with it. And the fact is also the 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 basis of this is that it replaces your breakfast as a healthy breakfast. That is crazy, right? And it's, so the problem is, is that it's really deficient in a lot of nutrients. Like, yes, you're getting some omegas and right. some fat-soluble vitamins, but you don't have um, any protein or fibers or any other vitamins and minerals that come from, you know, a yeah. balanced diet, right? Except for the, the good stuff in the grass-fed butter, maybe. Right. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not a, a breakfast. I, I, I'm i sorry. I, I like to eat, so <laughs> I'm never going to replace a meal with Right. It. And it takes, and honestly, it takes, it, it's, um, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to keep up. So something that you actually have to... You know, it's not you're not really necessarily integrated into your everyday. So something that you really make an effort to go on on, you're going to go off of pretty quickly. Right. So it's not like a mindless Weight Watchers shake. Right. Right. Um, whatever they make these days. Soylent. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yes. Um, yeah. And again, like we said, like the concerns if we just don't know how much of, of, of anything mm-hmm. we really need of of the fat content. So the, the whole it, yeah, it's definitely going to be on trend and i think this is gonna um come and go pretty quickly just like the name bullet 
Amanda, do coffee folks hate this and sneer at it, or do they see it as a way to kind of invite more interest in coffee? So I don't necessarily think that, especially the way the trends lined up where somebody is marketing a coffee based on uh, some, frankly, very strange sets of data about <laughs> coffee's toxicity. Yeah. I think mostly, to be honest, it's really hard for any anybody who comes in and has a lot of kind of feelings about their dietary needs within coffee, especially because, you know, coffee, for from our perspective, is a luxury item. So it's sometimes really hard not to roll your eyes when somebody has decided that they are going to form a new set of rules about how they are going to consume this thing Mm -hmm. and that you need to make sure that you adhere to those. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's like, you don't know if a month later they're not going to care anymore. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, again, on trends, this is just kind of another band high fat, low carb. Diet, it which is. We You're know. right. Yeah, I mean, which we Atkins-esque, know. Atkins-esque, yeah. you know, paleo-esque, like all these fat, fat, fat. Yeah, it's paleo on speed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, what we know is with that, it's going to work in the short term. And if you follow anything, it's going to it's gonna work immediately. But mm-hmm. it's the long term that won't work, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, it's, it's definitely a struggle, too, as, as a woman and... At the coffee shop, because it is a luxury item, you do tend to have a lot of conversations with people where they are really trying to wrestle between wanting to have a beverage that they enjoy and feel like having something that they can enjoy without guilt. Mm -hmm. So, and then trying to kind of persuade them that, you know, it's okay sometimes. It's okay to eat the fat or drink the fat. So maybe on one hand, I am glad that this is out there Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. people will be a little less... Just phobic of the word fat. I agree. That's what I see as a as a big pro: the, yeah. the quality and that it does. Um, it, there's still a lot of fat phobia. There's still a lot of people but you see getting their coffee with skim milk and Splenda. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice when people will start eating real fat again, and that's huge. So yeah. if those are two pros that come out of it, I think that's great. And I think also it's 450 calories. Um, so people Oops. to be aware of, which is a <laughs> no, but but that's actually okay, right? I mean, so many people under eat in the morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Um, so they, you know, and then so end up something in the and morning, then yeah. end up overeating at oh, night. Oh, okay. Right? Because right. they're so hungry and kept themselves on this cycle. So, I mean, it's kind of also bringing back this notion that you get a lot more energy when you have a satisfying breakfast that has some fat in it and not much sugar. What happened to oatmeal? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pro oatmeal, too. So. <laughs> that'd be cool. But that's the thing. I mean, I would never recommend this every day but uh-huh. if you enjoy it and want to include it here and there go for it like if you're gonna go on a hike in the himalayas right <laughs> <laughs> even just do a lot of commuting you know yeah. going up and down the stairs in midtown well okay so you said that coffee is like a luxury and that really clicked in me because like i've been trying to explain like the struggle between what i see coffee as and this trend and coffee to me is that like that cream on the top it's the frills not the substance Mm -hmm. it's something to savor and enjoy and appreciate like Mm -hmm. a fine wine Mm -hmm. um and this is like saying that it's like this sustenance you know very utilitarian thing and i i don't i don't respond to that as much Um, yeah and i would think that that detracts from 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 all that coffee can be and but um 
Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, it takes, I mean, uh, you know, I want, it takes pleasure away from food, right? So it's, you're just focused on the elements of what mm-hmm. you're eating. So it breaks it down in a different way than just the pleasure. And I work with clients to so much to bring that pleasure, not just to follow rule books or, right. you know. There's something about how audacious this trend is, too, that I think that has caught a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And um, people just feeling really excited, on mm-hmm. the one hand, or really grossed out, or something. Yeah. But I feel if there wasn't that amount of people that were grossed out, there wouldn't be those people. Those people are really excited and really want to adhere to it, kind of love that factor of doing something that might be a little icky mm-hmm. to others, or just just might seem a little daring or a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel very good right now. Um, but <laughs> getting on to, so I added coconut oil to my formula right. because that is a medium chain triglyceride. Yeah, exactly. Um, Asprey calls for his own brand of MCT oil, which right. is medium chain triglyceride. Right. What is the difference between that stuff, which you can get at a health food store like MCT oil and a naturally occurring MCT oil like coconut I just think it's um, like, same thing as I said, like on speed. Like I just think it's a much oh. more powerful. He says it's on, on his website. It's eighteen times stronger than what you can get Do naturally. You need that? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I, I think the majority of I think I'm fine with the whole <laughs> tablespoon of coconut coconut oil. Yeah, exactly. Da, 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 Cold da, da, pressed, da. virgin, the good quality stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how I make it, and that's how I know um, most most of my okay. friends would make okay, it. And cool. I think that's perfectly fine you're still getting a, a lot of nutrition from coconut oil because coconut oil is another thing that is great that's been back and yes because people are afraid of saturated fats but yes right yeah it's tasty it's but what is some a, coconut oil yeah like to eat it like to use it as conditioner. Yeah. It's, it's great Very versatile oh my god <laughs> i heard like so many things about it. you can use it as a wash uh mouth yeah. wash mm-hmm. um that actually have you ever done that no you rinse it's called oil pulling which is um, but it's solid. How do I? You slush it, and then it becomes liquid. <laughs> your mouth is warm. It sounds gross. Um, but actually, you do it, and then you um, your, it, your mouth feels remarkably clean. That you should try. Okay. Don't swallow it. You spit it out. Since you said that, right? Okay, I, yes. I'm into it. Right, right, right. And it's a natural thing. I know what coconut oil is. I don't know about MCT and mm-hmm. other stuff, but it really naturally whitens your teeth and makes your mouth feel clean. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, try it. What is MCT? What is medium chain triglycerides? And why all of a sudden, like, all this, like, buzz around it? Like, are we not eating it normally in our diet or enough of it? Well, I don't think it's something that he's necessarily saying it, um, we're deficient in. Mm. Um, I, you know, I think it's all the spotlight on it. I'm like, what is this? Right. Well, it, because what, what he's saying that it's, um, not being stored as fat and is being metabolized to increase your metabolism and boost, boost energy versus long okay. chain. Um, what is long chain? That's like gonna, that, yeah, that's going to be like there's all the, these um, inflammatory oils that are going to be like sapphire oil, sunflower oil, soybean oil, and things like that. Oh, so he's saying like, right. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of part of our American diet that have uh, a lot of poor oils. Sure. That are coming about. Um, so this is definitely one that he's that, um, you know, gets that he's saying um, doesn't get stored and gets. What's another burned. example of of medium chain triglycerides beyond coconut? Is there any of that you know of? 
peanut butter? I don't know. No, because um, well, that's an unsaturated. That is oh. fat. The nuts. Okay. So <laughs> into, I don't know enough of <laughs> into into the saturated fats, but that's where he's really saying like his form of the MCT oil is. I think he calls it brain octane. Yeah. Right. Gross. So it's just. I mean, if you feel weird with that amount of the coconut oil, imagine something that's eighteen times. A lot stronger. of very weaponized language in his. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, that's re- no, I know. I mean, this I mean, I think so that's where bitch. he's really s- saying that it's kind of like boosting his metabolism and and yeah, I'm I'm fast. and increasing, you know, his the, the his energy. It sounds like the goals of this diet are just not even what I'm like interested in. So. <laughs> right. It's like well, it's very it's it's very technical, mm-hmm. right? Um, <laughs> when you kind of when you when you break it down so yeah um and i could see it's very techy yeah. yeah it reminded me of reading a comic book they're like we're gonna build a super like a super soldier he's like i'm gonna increase my mitochondria right and it talks <laughs> right. about them like they're they're fighters you right. know it's it's amazing i i read a lot of the copy it's really good <laughs> yes it's 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 interesting um the website and is he, crazy. The website's crazy, and um, no, but he talks, and, and you know, you want to become a believer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, this is like a type A, like fuel, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take over the world. Um, but uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's a little. We just we don't know the science behind it, and I think really? some of that is. Yeah, we're still very we're skeptical still seeing about it, it. and seeing and, how. It works out with people. Uh, yeah, ex- it, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think with any of this, only only time time will tell. And, and with any food in the diet world right now, I mean, you could find anything you argue, you could find pros and cons against, mm-hmm. even kale, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's there's two sides to every food out there right mm-hmm. now and probably every diet trend. And there's so many studies, and studies aren't perfect. So we kind of just have to take the information that we read and if it makes sense or take parts of it that we feel that we can implement and might enjoy then like that's great butter, yeah. exactly mm. um but but otherwise um you know to follow something a hundred percent or to do something every day is the new magic thing is um you, you know we're just going to learn that that's going to be bad for you mm-hmm. i think that's a really good way of of putting it and that leads me to my last question which is what is the oncoming unco- i can't brain fog I'm I'm like doing the opposite (laughs) what is the next big trend in your industries that's a good question you go me ah um it's so interesting because since the new year right it's been this it's been this bulletproof oh right yeah I mean just well not to try and just what's in the news it's been Activated charcoal has has been around um, in the news <laughs> as something very trendy. Um, sea vegetables, I think, are another great I thing. Love that. Yeah, that yeah. I don't think that I don't think is is out there. Cool enough right now. Um, so I'm into it. yeah, and I sort of think we're going to see much more um, about fat and grass fed products yeah. overall. Yeah, I do. All right. Yeah, Amanda, what do you think? Uh, for me, I mean, full disclosure, this is the programs that I work in, but definitely coffee in non-traditional settings. So coffee in the cocktail world and coffee, you know, being improved amongst restaurants and being served in non-traditional locations, especially in New York where mixed use spaces are becoming more popular. I think you're going to see a lot more cafes popping up in places where you wouldn't expect. Mm, that sounds exciting. Yeah. 
sounds like a creative time right now. Oh, yeah. It's an exciting time. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, we'll have to see what happens with uh, sea vegetables and uh, (laughs) pop-up shops. Yeah. If anybody wants to let me open up in the corner of their comic book shop, I'd love that. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for helping dissect this. And um, uh, check out Stephanie Middleberg and your work, Amanda Witt. Say hello to her if you catch her. Um, And thanks, everyone, at Heritage. We'll see you next week on Eat Your Words. The theme song for Eat Your Words is Lovin' Like This by the California Honey Drops. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 